Hey guys, this is Chelsea Schaefer and this is The Score. This is the Team Roping Journal's venture into the world of podcasting. On this show, you'll be able to bring the Team Roping World's movers and shakers on the road or to the office with you. They'll be telling stories and talking through some of the issues facing this sport. As the editor of the Team Roping Journal, I'll be your host. Hey everyone, this is Chelsea and this is the fourth episode of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's venture into podcasting. And I'm here with Tara, our producer, because she joined us last week and it, or last episode, I guess, and it worked out pretty well. So we're going to just kind of chat through a few things before we get into our interview with Garrett Tanazi. Yes, big interview with Garrett Tanazi, one that's going to be yes. very entertaining. And But first, as always, Chelsea, let's let's talk about the news, yeah. um, what's happening in the World Series USTRC. Oh my goodness, what isn't happening in the world of team roping right now? It's more than I can even keep up with, and I guess it's my job, so I have to keep up with it, but it's more than then one can fit in one of these sessions. But I will say that the Heartland finale um, at Circle T was huge, the, the 13 Heartland. Um, Dan Coombs and D. Wayne Rollins won it, and it paid $18,000 a man. So that was pretty exciting. Um, these ropings are just out of control, and the Circle T arena is just beyond reproach as far as a facility. So that was a really awesome roping. There was an Italian qualifier in Italy, um, and I just checked out the results, and the ladies dominated the number eight. There were there were two girls that um, won the eight, and that's really exciting to see women in Italy picking up a rope because it's just kind of a different, different scene for sure. Um, and I know I heard I talked to Nick Griggs, who's our sales rep at the Team Roping Journal, and he was at the Amarillo Panhandle Classic, the USTRC's roping there, and it was really great. It was big. He won second, I think, in the 11. Good job, Nick. But um, I saw, Yay, Nick. Yay, Nick. Um, but I saw the, the number nine paid 10000 to win, so that's exciting. All exciting World Series and USTRC news. You can check all that stuff out on the World Series website and the USTRC's website, and I do my best to share it on our Facebook pages because... Um, because there's just a lot going on. And they've got the key card happening, too. I was going to say, tell us about this key card. Yeah, the key card is going to be your key to discounted entry fees at the National Finals of Team Roping, which will be in our July issue. The forms, look for them in the July issue, which I'm working on, and Gabby and Eva, the team in the office, is putting together that July issue right now. So when that hits your mailboxes in June-ish, you will be able to look forward to that. So, um... Yeah, you can start marking that off on your calendar. The end of October, the only place you should be is Oklahoma City, um, and we will look forward to seeing you there. All right, let's switch some gears. Let's go to the pros. What happened in Vegas? What do we need to know about Vegas? Oh, man. Um, I'm sure everybody was excited to see what was going to happen in Vegas. The World Champions Rodeo Alliance, um, which is formed in cooperation with the PBR, had their rodeo summit on friday and everybody was kind of sitting around you know in our office looking at their computers waiting to see what kind of press releases we're going to put out what what people were tweeting from there um and it looks like they are doing a new tour that will not conflict and should not conflict with any major events that are existing and shouldn't conflict um with the prca in any way um, and it's looking to award $6 million to their, in their new tour annually, I believe, to competitors. Um, 
across all associations. And it's going to do it mostly through an app on your phone that you sign up for. And I, I tried it. It was really easy. I just entered my name and my, I guess, just my name and a password and a couple other little details of information and signed up. And then you can nominate certain rodeos or certain jackpots even to count for your points. And it's a point system designed similar designed by the same person who designed the computer system that manages triad that tracks your team roping number. Um, so team ropers might be a little bit more savvy on having a point system and computer rankings than, than just the everyday rodeo qualifier. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. You pay every time you want to nominate yourself mm-hmm. to a rodeo or every time you want to nominate the results for a rodeo. Um, and there are certain associations, the INFR, the IPRA, uh, the MBHA, that have all partnered with the WCRA mm-hmm. for this. Um, and the Days of 47 is going to be a part of it, too. The Days of 47 was a big PRCA rodeo last year. Mm-hmm. And they put up a huge amount that helped you know, guys like uh, Junior D's and Ty- Tyler McKnight get to the finals last year. Um, and this year it'll be different because it's not going to count towards the pro rodeo standings, but it will be a WCRA rodeo that's going to have a lot of money mm-hmm. up for grabs. Um, and then they did say that like our partners at the Lazy E, who we work with on a lot of different projects throughout the year, they host a lot of World Series and U.S. ropings. They will hold the first um, half-million-dollar semifinal event, which is scheduled for November. Um, and then there will be a $1 million rodeo in Sacramento, California next January. That's January 2019. So, whoa, that is a whole lot of information I just rattled off about that. That is. And let's also talk about where you can watch some of the WCRA events. Yeah. Um, I think Ride Pass, which mm-hmm. is the PBR's app, mm-hmm. um, will show a lot of it. I think the, the I, I watched and DVR'd it on Ride TV mm-hmm. um, over the weekend, and they will have... A lot of it on CBS and CBS Sports throughout the coming year, so that's kind of exciting. I heard they're going to have Calgary, which still doesn't have team roping, but they are going to have Calgary on TV, which is well, a big coup for yeah, the sport no of rodeo. So. That's good. Okay, how about results? Yeah. Um, well, congrats to Mr. Cody Snow and Wesley Thorpe. They're on a hot streak. They just won Guyman. So, nice. And I don't, they wrote muleys at Guyman, so it was really Western. You should check out our Facebook page, Trey Yates. Um, Trey, props on your heel shot. Um, <laughs> T. Wade, good job on that handle. Um, it was There's some really cool videos that you can see floating around social media for sure on, on Gaiman. It was, it was a pretty cowboy setup, and um, congrats to Cody and Wesley on winning it. Okay, and with that said, today our guest is Garrett Tanazi, who I ran into at an amateur rodeo in Colorado last weekend, and it was perfect timing because they had just made the WCRA announcement, and there's pretty much nobody more familiar with team roping in pro rodeo than Garrett and his uncle Brett Tanazi. So enjoy their episode today. We go over a lot, and I hope you all enjoy it. Garrett, where are we today? Canyon City, Colorado. At a what? Uh, Colorado Professional Rodeo Association. Some people would call it an amateur rodeo. (laughs) (laughs) And who else is with us quietly? Uh, The quiet guy in the back is my Uncle Brett, Brett Tanazi. Who is just, he's going to chime in every once in a while if he sees, if it's, if he sees fit. (laughs) (laughs) If Garrett says anything really wrong. Yeah, straighten me out. (laughs) Okay, tell me, Garrett, where you're from, why, give me your backstory. 
Uh, born and raised in Fruta, Colorado. Uh, been there for till I was till I married Brittany, really, and then I live in Victoria uh, a lot of the year, and we come back up to Colorado in the summer. So, actually, right now I'm kind of working my way up. I just came from Guyman, and now I'm headed to Colorado for the summer. Garrett, tell me, how's your year going so far? How's 2018 been? Uh, it's been okay. Uh, had some ups and downs this winter. <clears throat> Did uh, pretty good at Austin, and then I didn't go out west. I stayed uh, in Texas this spring and one second at Corpus the other day, so that was all right. How has rodeoing changed since the new addition to your family? Oh, man, it's it's changed my whole life, for the better, for sure. Uh, we had a baby girl about... 13 months ago now and uh it's just been fun it's been a fun addition uh, we take her everywhere with us and it's it's exciting do you take somebody to watch her the barrel racing and team roping are very close together so I'm trying to i'm trying <laughs> like personally i don't get the logistics of it yet yeah it uh it's been really tough some spots because no we most of the time it's just me and Brittany and uh a lot of radios go off in a far order, so the team ropes pretty quick, and the barrels is always at the end, so that helps. But there's been quite a few, you know, team ropes right before the barrel racing, and uh, all this. As soon as I get done roping, I'll run and grab Tinley, and Brittany will lope a few more circles and get ready to run. What have you learned about horses since being married to Brittany, or since starting to date Brittany? I'm sure it's. Oh, I mean. <clears throat> Just her work ethic with horses is, I, I've never seen anything like it. There's days she'll ride 15, 16 horses. It's just incredible. And I mean, that's probably my biggest takeaway from being around her every day is just her work ethic. It, it's pretty amazing. Has it changed anything about your riding or anything you do or the kind of horses you like? Or Yeah, it, it has to a certain degree, you know, uh, a great head horse a great head horse but uh with younger horses it really has you know I, i've learned a lot from her i ride i ride a lot more young horses now than i ever have but uh it's been fun i've learned a lot more about horses being around her every day that's for sure do you have a new favorite bloodline <laughs> <laughs> i know a lot more bloodlines now that's for sure uh to go around the barrels yes uh that's to fame obviously our stud be a magnolia runner is great stud gotta throw that in there right yeah absolutely <laughs> that, that was important um there's a, there's so many bloodlines anymore the barrel racing is reminds me a lot of the bull riding it the breeding programs are so amazing anymore even like these four-year-old horses of the fraternities are I mean, they're just incredible it, it has really changed it's it's a lot like the team roping you know i mean the team roping has evolved so much that it's it's just crazy over the past you know 10 15 years it's amazing how far we've came yeah can you like as far as your career have you seen the change in horsepower in the last decade that you've been uh yes as a whole it's hard to say that uh that i've seen a lot of change because you know scooter and was before me you know you have bob and viper and you know speed and rich's heyday his two head horses are I mean, two of the greatest of all time. And then Walt was right when I was first starting a rodeo, you know, all the way, I mean, through a lot of my rodeo career. So I got to see Walt arguably, I mean, in my mind, the greatest head horse of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's There's been some incredible horses. and But as a whole anymore, you know, it's, 
a head horse is so important at any level you're at, whether you're, you know, uh, going on the weekends or going to an amateur rodeo or every day you're rodeoing day in and day out. It's just so important. So you're starting to see more and more great head horses. Tell me, have you, she's a supplement junkie. Have you learned anything about supplements? I have (laughs) a lot, actually. Um, Before I started dating Brittany, I was a typical team roper, just I might get my horse's hawks injected every now and then, but uh, it's incredible what they do with their horses because they're so important to them, you know, on the barrel racing end. And now the team roping's so tough anymore. You know, if your horse takes one bad step, it might cost you thousands that day. So I really try to stay on top of it with my horses anymore. Um, It it helps a lot, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, switching gears a little bit, you are a former contestant director in the PRCA. What did you learn in your time as contestant director that like that you didn't know? Obviously you knew a lot about team roping when you started, but what did you learn about team roping after? You know, being the team roping director taught me so much. Just, I mean, number one, I, I would say patience. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I got a lot, a lot better at being patient. Um, it's just... Team roping is such a difficult event because you have kids that are 18 years old starting out pro rodeoing, and then you have guys that are 60 years old that are still at the top of their game. You know, you you look at Walt Woodard and guys like that are that are still competing at a top level, and then there's an 18-year-old kid. I mean, obviously they're going to have a difference in opinion, and being that the the team roping director, you have to listen to everybody. So it's it's really hard to kind of mesh it all together. Mm-hmm. Brett, same question. He needed patience. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brett, you're a board member. What did you learn in your time on the board? Oh, it's just—it's just so hard. There's so many. There's so many parts of rodeo. It's—it's just hard to make everybody happy, and and the way it's structured, it's just something that was really hard at times. Yeah. So right now it's May 5th, I think. Today is May 5th. This is the first day of the first WCRA showdown rodeo Helderado days in Las Vegas with Thomas and Mac. And they made a lot of announcements yesterday. Did you guys listen to the announcements? Did you read up on any of it? I uh, I got to read up a little bit on it, just on like Twitter and you know some social media sites. So. I haven't got to look into the meeting they had yesterday or anything. Um, you know, anytime there's big money put back into rodeo, it's great. Uh, I don't understand the the whole concept of it. You know, like I said, I haven't looked into the meeting. Uh, it's kind of based off contestant fees, the way I understand it, um, which is hard. You know, I mean, rodeoing's so expensive anyway, especially for young guys starting out, but. If it's a way to get into something new and, and make more money, maybe it'll help. Yeah, that's the thing that was it's kind of fascinating to me because it's based off of like the guy that created it, the guy that created the out the computer algorithm that they're going to use to track it is the same guy that created the computer algorithm and the back end software for Triad. So it'll be that was an interesting take. Yeah. That was like the thing that I keep kind of focusing on but I'm sure there, I mean there's so much more to it I talked to Bobby yesterday and my mind was spinning by the end of it 
Yeah, that's uh, that's bringing a whole new element into rodeo, which is, I mean, like I said, anything new is great. You know, I mean, anything that can push this sport to be better is is great for contestants. You know, great for committees. The the whole there's so many things to putting on a rodeo that the contestants don't see and I, I really got to see that other end of it being a team roping director you know dealing with a lot of committees the stock contractors you know there's a lot of things that go into it so anything that involves more money in rodeo is is good I, ho- I hope it works and now we're going to take a break from this conversation to learn a little bit more about our presenting sponsor U.S. Rider. U.S. Rider is the premier equestrian roadside assistance program in the industry. Membership includes 24-7 nationwide roadside assistance coverage in any vehicle you are traveling in, as well as coverage for horse trailers, whether you have horses on board or not. In addition, members receive an extensive package of discounts on equine-related goods and services, regular equine travel, and safety information and insurance products to fit all of your needs as a horse owner or business. Two levels of membership are available to meet the needs of all horse enthusiasts, owners, competitors, and business people. Coverage includes towing up to 100 miles for truck and or trailer, roadside repair service, tire repair and replacement, lockout service, jump starts and fuel delivery, emergency stabling, farrier and vet referral, and discounts on equine products and services. I want to tell you a little bit about that fuel delivery. My husband got his very first brand new pickup truck and we were headed to Arizona from Colorado this winter and he pushed the limit a little bit on that E and we ran out of fuel in the mountains outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico. I tried the roadside assistance that was in the truck, built into the truck and had no luck getting a hold of anybody to come out and bring us fuel. But I climbed to the top of a hill, got cell service, and called U.S. Rider. Their first question was, are you and your horses okay? Absolutely, we were okay. We were just broke down and stuck. They sent somebody out within a half hour with five gallons of fuel, and that person followed us the whole way into Albuquerque to make sure we got a full tank of fuel to get on to our next destination. Guys, they are awesome. I have used them more than I would like to admit. Um, So check it out at usrider.com and um, send us your feedback on it at the Team Roping Journal. We'd love to hear from you. They're a great product. Tell your friends about it. And thank you to US Rider for supporting the score. What was Garrett's worst habit when he was a kid learning to rope? (laughs) What did he do wrong most of the time? I threw too fast. <laughs> Did you? Oh, I mean, my granddad, uh, my granddad and Brett, who taught me how to rope, and it was always catch every steer, you know. At one point, I remember being a kid, and, and Brett had had enough of me dropping a coil out of my hand. So for, what was it, six months, maybe, maybe even longer, they taped my coils together and made me head with a poly. <laughs> So, <laughs> that was, uh, it was really key to them that, you know, catch every steer. And it, it's, there was a lot of ph- philosophies in it, but I would say my biggest problem when I was younger, no doubt being bullheaded, thinking I knew everything. Mm-hmm. So, if you're a young kid, listen to this. Make sure you listen to everybody and try to take something from everybody that's trying to help you, that's for sure. Did you circuit rodeo for a while first? Tell me how how did the trajectory of your career go? Like what? Uh, I was I was so lucky. I, I had Brett 
you know, my, my permit year and uh, my rookie year. He, he knew everything, you know. He'd already been to the finals nine times, and he, it, I was just, I mean, so blessed to have him with me my first couple years. Taught me how to enter, you know, and, and we didn't just go everywhere, but we rodeoed enough those first two years that as soon as I went off on my own I I knew all about it and that's one of the most difficult things you know there's so many kids that rope good but as soon as they take off that they don't know how to enter they don't know how to get to the rodeo you know it's it's really hard and that's why you see I mean some of the best young ropers in the world it'll take them you know two or three years four or five even sometimes to get to the finals because there's so many more elements into it than just roping because there's so many people that rope so good anymore. It, it, it's just amazing. It's it's a true testament how far team roping has come. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. If there were like a a guidebook to how you ought to do it, like what do you think a young kid should do? Like say they're, they're 16, year, 16, 17, what should their plan be? Any, is there any? In I a mean, perfect world. In a perfect world, if you were just, you know, 18 years old and no matter what your goal was to be a pro rodeo cowboy, I would get with uh, some veterans when you turn 18, try to let them buddy with you, you know, whatever it takes to get in with somebody and just learn the ropes that way. And some parents right here, I'm sorry I'm going to say this, but I wouldn't go to college, you know, if that was your goal. I uh, I would skip the college rodeos, and I, I would step right out in it and just get your feet wet, see how it goes. One thing about it, if you decide when you're 20, I mean, this isn't my route, you can go right back to college. Mm-hmm. So if you're, I mean, in a perfect world, if your dreams are to be an NFR cowboy, I would I would try to get with a veteran team immediately. Mm-hmm. That's different advice than I usually get guys to give. So that's it. I mean, that's truthful. There, yeah. and, and that's the route I went, too. You know, I, I didn't go the college route. And there's, a, I mean, a lot of my friends didn't at that time. And and I look back on it and don't regret it one bit. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it was, those first few years were really important for me. Yeah, I mean, I guess kids in the city take a gap year and go to Europe. You can take a, you can <laughs> take you a gap year and go to Cheyenne and Salinas and yeah, exactly. give it a try. It's, I mean, it's really important to, I mean, you're going to lose out here. That, that's, that's one of the most important things is when you're a kid, you're always winning, you know, because the competition level is really high, you know, still for that age. But when you're the best at that age, you're winning all the time. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're going to lose. You know, when when you back in the box against Clay Tran and the best guys in the world every single day, you know, I mean, you, every rodeo you go to, you see Trevor and Clay Tran and, and, and all the best guys. And, I mean, you have to learn how to deal with losing. So that's kind of the, the first couple years. There's going to be slumps, and you have to learn how to get out of them stay positive right what year was your rookie year 78 78 how was what was the trajectory of your career like how did you start out and how long did it take you to make the finals I made the finals in 79 and then I didn't pro rodeo for years you could go to one or the other back then you couldn't go to both and then I started back in 87 uh, roping with Charles Pogue and then just went to the finals 
till the mid 90s and then had too many kids and started staying home. How many kids do you have? Four. Four. Do any of them rope? No. No? They can, but they don't like it. They don't like it? <laughs> Would you have the same advice that Garrett has? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with college if you have a goal in mind with college, but just to go to college isn't going to be a life-changing, you know, it'll put you in debt. I think Mitt Romney talked about this, got in <laughs> trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, if, you, if your goal is to make the NFR, if that's your dream, the best thing is right out of high school, get your feet wet because it's a learning curve. So how does, how does rodeoing work without a ton of money? Like how does, how does making it the hard way, I guess? Oof. <laughs> I, we dang sure did that. That's for sure. I mean, I, I, my first three years till I made the finals, I, I rodeoed out of a four horse sooner that didn't it, they call it a weekend package I think <laughs> and uh, my our our mailman put that weekend package in there it was it was nice I can tell you that <laughs> uh, no it, um, you know it's just it's just about winning you know and, and and sometimes when you don't have money you have to pick and choose where you go you know if if you do need to go to some amateur rodeos for a week or two get your money right you know maybe not rodeo all year long you, you could skip the northwest and go get your money ready for the winter i remember doing that a few times in my career mm -hmm. just going home and getting my money together and just making sure you're prepared did you um ever like trade horses hustle horses while you were doing it or did you not go that route for keeping money together yeah for sure i mean that, that's one of the best ways to make money and uh I mean, that's what my granddad did my whole life growing up. Mm -hmm. He he traded a lot of horses, so uh, he always had horses around there that they, him and Brett would let me partner on them and slide me a little money, you know. So that that helped. Uh, it's, did you ride him through the sale barn, or did you did you do both? Did you sell horses through the sale barns, or did you? No, we. Uh, my my granddad uh, Tony and uh, Brett always had clients coming mm -hmm. back. They kept good horses around so we if, if we had nice horses it was pretty easy to sell them mm -hmm. gotcha uh, speaking of horses the um the rope horse maturity deal you guys had horses in it but you did did you draw them out no i had a, a little mare that we uh raised that i entered in it and um she was five last fall so she has one more year of eligibility but i went down to florida and uh worked the hurricane down there for about a month right in the middle of it so i had logan olson rider oh gotcha i just remembered not seeing you I yeah forgot, i forgot how that went. yeah logan wrote her and uh i i kind of threw her and him at the end of the fire hey <laughs> uh i i messed up i should have had her to logan you know a couple weeks before it where he could have got to know her and uh i sent her up there i think three or four days before and that he, he did a great job with her. He's great with head horses. I mean, he's had so many good ones. And uh, they had a chance to make the finals and uh, kind of had a bad steer on their third one. And uh, 
Matt roped a leg or missed him or something. But mm-hmm. I was proud of her. She did really good. Logan is the only other guy to ever ride her. So mm-hmm. it was a, a new experience for her, too. So it, Do you still have her then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll enter her this year again for that one in Waco. Mm-hmm. That deal's fun. I mean, it's just another another way for you know uh cowboys to go make a living whether you're uh, a horse show guy or you're a rodeo guy you know you can enter a six-year-old that you've been jackpotting on a little bit in that deal and go make some money it's yeah it's neat jay's done a great job with that i mean all that and money and stuff that's pretty amazing yeah like there have been guys that have told me they're quitting rodeoing to just go all in on the rope horse maturity deal yeah, I, I mean, I can dang sure see that. There's there's going to be a lot of money behind it. It's it's a neat thing. For sure. Um, future rodeo, do you think you're going to try out the WCRA thing, either of you? I don't, like I said, I don't know the exact specifics of it or mm-hmm. anything like that. I, I did see that the first one next year is in Sacramento in January, and that that's not bad for a PBR guy, but when you're sitting in texas in january and there's snow everywhere it's gonna be really hard to get a head horse to sacramento but i mean with that much money i I guess we'll all figure out how to do it um i'll just have to look into it and see where i'm at rodeoing this summer and Mm -hmm. see exactly what rodeos they're doing it with and stuff but it seems like you can count every single rodeo you go to you just have to pay a nomination fee to get to have it counted like it's up to you Anyway, yeah, that's kind of the way I understood yeah, it, too. Yeah, it's up to you what you want, what rodeos you want to count. They're going to go off a point system, yeah. and this another, I have no idea, 100 or 200, whatever it's yeah, going to be yeah. uh, on top of that for that rodeo to count. Yeah. It'll be, be very interesting to see, you know, how many guys do that. It, it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, how much um, a $50 or $100 or $200 nomination fee you know how much people participate in that sort of thing yeah one i mean one thing about it is as much as horses cost and and rigs and everything anymore you start looking at that your year-end bill you know your entry fees aren't just terrible so if it's not too bad mm-hmm. i think a lot of guys will participate in it and try to get into them what's the most expensive part about rodeoing well, if you, I mean, if you do it the right way, I mean, losing money on your rig and putting diesel in it is, is probably the hardest thing about rodeoing. You know, when you're buying a sixty thousand dollar truck every two years, it's you know year and a half, two years, it's tough. You know, it's it's a big big part of rodeoing. You got to have a truck to get to the rodeo. <laughs> it's so expensive. Yeah. I don't think your rig costs sixty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> That was cute, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I'm just I'm talking about for a young guy. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have a toter home now because I'm older and have a kid, but it's a lot easier on my kid for sure. Um, are you gonna go all summer? Hard plan is to stay hooked all year. Um, I I mean I have a little bit one right now. Haven't been to I think I've been to nine rodeos and I think I've got about ten thousand one. So I have a little bit. I'm gonna go through july you know i'm gonna stay around the house from now till uh reno and then i'm just gonna take off and see how it goes this who do you have at the feist uh joe matter i've been uh roping with him this spring and stuff so he's gonna come up and he's from south texas ropes really good i'm excited about it is he a younger guy or 
Uh, I think he just turned 30 the other day. He's come out and rodeoed one time. It's hard to get him away from Texas, but uh, <laughs> he's going to come up this summer. and It should be fun. Hey, before you go, leave us a rating on iTunes. Leave us a review. Let the world know what you think. That helps more people find us on iTunes. And give us a shout out. Share with your friends. So more people can know about the score, can talk team roping, and hopefully help push this industry even further forward. Thank you all.